Okay, and in this episode, we're going to go over heart failure. So heart failure, definition-wise, it's a ventricular dysfunction that leads to the inability to meet the body's metabolic demand. And this ventricular dysfunction can be the inability to eject blood or the inability to fill with blood. So the ventricles can be too stiff and not able to fill with blood or they can be um, too weak and can't eject the blood. So um, the symptoms, so heart failure in general um, is this group of symptoms that we find in our patients, but it's always secondary to a primary disease process. So there's always something else that's going on that's kind of like the underlying condition causing this and heart failure, like the symptoms themselves, it's just secondary to a particular disease process. So there are a few types. So you have left versus right and Decreased ejection fraction versus preserved ejection fraction. So we'll kind of go over those, what each of those mean now. So left heart failure. The common causes of left heart failure are coronary artery disease, hypertension, or valvular disease. So as we know, the left side of the heart is pumping to the whole body. So more systemic illnesses are going to cause failure of the left heart. Right heart failure, also known as core pulmonale, causes our left-sided heart failure is actually the most common cause of right-sided heart failure. So left side can cause right-sided heart failure and also pulmonary diseases cause right-sided heart failure. Then you have the two ejection fractions ones. So decrease uh, EF. So right now, for now on, I'm just going to call it EF. So I don't have to keep repeating ejection fraction. So decreased EF. Most common, this is the most common type of heart failure. And it's a systolic dysfunction. And this is most often occurs post-myocardial infarction. So decreased EF is the most common type of heart failure, and it's a systolic dysfunction. Preserved EF on the opposite side is diastolic dysfunction, and the cause most often is hypertension. So kind of in my mind how I remember this, I just feel like decreased ejection fraction is like really bad, and for some reason systolic just like, I don't know, is systole is always in my mind is like the more intense more aggressive one so decreased injection fraction this is most common bad systolic some that's just kind of how i theorize it and decreased ejection fraction post mi preserved ejection fraction you're thinking hypertension so clinical manifestations so left-sided heart failure Think of the L as equals lungs. So the L in left equals means lungs. So fluid is backing up into the pulmonary system. So left-sided heart failure, you're getting fluid in your lungs. So you're going to have progressive dyspnea. You're going to have a cough. 
may hear some crackles on exam. Right-sided heart failure, think of the R in right as roads to the heart. So there's three roads to the heart, the inferior vena cava, the superior vena cava, and hepatic circulation. So these are like body, the rest of your body. So L equals lungs, R equals roads to the heart. So right-sided heart failure, this is where you're going to get the peripheral edema, JVD, and you can have like a positive hepatojugular reflex. In advanced disease of either side, you can get chain stokes breathing. So you remember that you get like the deeper and faster breathing and then all of a sudden they have a period of apnea. And other signs you can get, so you can get an S3 gallop, which is a systolic noise, and an S4 gallop, which is a diastolic heart sound. Diagnosis, you need an echo. Um, you need to see how the, like I said before, heart failure is ventricular dysfunction. So how are you going to see that the ventricles aren't pumping like they should? You need to see, see it on echo. On chest x-ray, you can see a large cardiac silhouette. You can see pleural fusions, curly B lines, labs. You can have an increased BNP or pro-BNP. Why? Because BMPs are released by the heart muscle in response to stretching. So if you have a big dilated um, ventricle, then it's going to be releasing BNP. So one classification system that actually came up in some questions that I think would be beneficial just to memorize is the New York Heart Association classification of heart failure. So this is on a scale of one to four. One, no symptoms. Two, you have symptoms with moderate exertion. Three, symptoms with minimal exertion. And four, is symptomatic at rest. So, yeah. A lot of the questions I had were like the symptomatic at rest and you had to know it was a number four. And... Treatment of heart failure. So the first thing is lifestyle changes. So some lifestyle changes that can occur is decreased sodium intake. You want to decrease that to less than 1,500 milligrams a day. You can also place them on fluid restriction. So if lifestyle modification does not work... um, or most of the time, majority of the time, it will not work. Um, some medical management. So if you have heart failure with reduced EF, you're going to do an ACE, an ARB, plus a beta blocker. If you have heart failure with preserved EF, you're going to actually do the SGLT2 inhibitor is the only thing that is shown to decrease mortality. So heart failure, decreased EF, you're going to do ACE-R plus beta blocker. Heart failure with preserved EF, you're going to do the SGL2 inhibitors, which are, those are the medications that end in gliflozin, the flozins. And diuretics may be added for symptomatic relief. 
in these patients, there's three types of medications that you want to be uh, to avoid. You want to avoid the glitazones, which are diabetes medications, so they end in glitazones, calcium channel blockers, and NSAIDs. If there, if you have a heart failure patient that is in acute decompensation, you can start them like what management wise there's kind of four things that you can do to try to um, help give them symptomatic relief and help them in this acute exacerbation the first thing in an iv loop diuretic most often furosemide Um, make sure like to check for underlying kidney disease before you start any diuretic um Put them in the seated position because the seated position actually decreases preload and venous return, so it can actually help them. You can supplement oxygen with an SpO2 goal of greater than 90%, and if needed, an assisted ventilation with CPAP or BiPAP. And so in the next episode I'm going to be uploading, I'm going to go into more detail about like the mechanism of action of like these heart medications. But if you just remember in this moment of time, heart failure, decreased EF, ACE, R plus beta blocker. Heart failure, preserved EF, SGLT2s, where are the flozins? I kind of think of it preserved EF, blood is flowing decently, so you can treat it with the flozins. But yeah, that is all for heart failure.